The Letters, Part 2. During this holiday time, don't you often miss getting a Christmas card or two? Don't you miss opening up those beautiful cards with those wonderful sayings? Or even some of those friends, I used to have friends that would send amazing yearly updates with photos of their kids, trips they've taken and holidays too. And you would share, and for those brief, brief moments, you remembered the connection, how close you were, how good it felt to be a friend. I invite you to listen to these end-of-year stories. Dearest Miriam, It's December 30th, and what a year it's been. I am so happy to write you this letter. You know, our letters for so many years have been punctuated with my tears. When will Muhammad look at me again? When will Muhammad love me again? The constant state of gray. But it's different now. The lockdown. The irony. We planted seeds in our garden, not knowing that we were planting the seeds, renewing, rejuvenating our own lives. As we sat side by side, working from home, we rediscovered who we were. We talked, we looked at pictures, we danced in the kitchen, drank wine, <laughs> watched too much Netflix. But somewhere in there, we found each other. As we watered our garden and watched our plants, fruits and vegetables grow, so too did our love. And it became renewed again. We danced again. We held each other again. So Miriam, 2020 caught me off guard, brought things anew. I hope you and Ali are doing well. And maybe in 2021, we can visit Egypt again and walk by the Nile like we used to. But I end this letter saying thank you. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Thank you, Miriam, my sister. With love, Halima. Dearest Mama, I've waited six months to write this letter. I'm finally standing a little taller. I've enclosed two pictures. One is my lovely new two-bedroom apartment on Bronx Boulevard. There's an elevator and the air is punctuated with cleanliness and the lightness of hope. 
I even have a small balcony that I filled with plants and flowers. The second picture is of me, Maria, and William Carlos Senghor. He was born on June 19th, the day of freedom. Finally, after four deliveries that were met with silence and then months of tears and trying and trying again. At 11.58, the doctor told Maria one more push. Maria was exhausted, 12 hours of labor. We had been here so many times before. Did we dare to hope? She squeezed my hand so hard and breathed so deeply and the air was filled with expectancy. Then the cry. He burst into the world, a caramel-colored boy full of big black curls. William screamed and we cried with joy. I'm a father now, one destination reached. William has a will of his own, a boy clearly defying all the odds. Maria at 42, we had had five miscarriages, three failed IVFs, four stillborn children, and finally, William. What joy. I never mentioned Maria, as she's not African, and I knew you were always hoping and praying for me to marry a girl from our island. But I found love on another island. Maria Lopez, Ah, we met in my Uber. I was taking her to Puerto Rico to catch the plane. She was going to visit her aging parents, repair the roof, encourage her siblings to work harder and breathe that fresh sea air. She was going to heal, she said, her broken heart. After five years of waiting, Brandon Walters thought, Hmm, you're not right for me. Three months later, she read about his engagement in the New York Times to Dr. Penelope Harrington of Greenwich, Connecticut and Palm Beach. Maria loves the island, the music, the food, the sandy beaches, the expansiveness. Everyone is welcome there. She's a paralegal with dreams of law school. We both love books, the beach, and long walks. I proposed on Coney Island. I got down on one knee and asked her to build a beautiful new life with me. Maria was with me after every failed job application, the endless no, no, and yet another no. She saw who I am, not just an Uber driver and sometimes writer and a Saturday English tutor. She saw a man who believed in freedom of speech so much, he gave up his professorship, his life, his friends, his status to be an immigrant. You will never understand, Mama, what it's like to drive an Uber going so many places, but nowhere at all. To sleep with four roommates in a cockroach-infested apartment, 
no ocean view, just brick walls and gray spiraling fire escapes. The endless sounds of sirens blaring, drunks and drug dealers fighting on the corner, mingled with hard-working people trying to make that American dream come true. I managed, Mama, to lift myself. I have a green card now, and in two more years, I can apply to be a citizen, an American. So Maria and I save daily. We're excited. I want to show her my island home. And I want you to meet William Carlos Senghor. I've gotten a new job, Mama. I'm a translator for French immigrants, people from Africa and Haiti. I help them to navigate the hospitals, the police, the immigration courts, not unlike how I used to navigate the traffic of Manhattan. When I have time, I try to write my poetry and short stories and cling to my hopes and dreams. I got three published this year. I know these are simple feats to you. After 10 years in America, you cannot boast like your neighbor Binta that your son is a professor or a lawyer or a doctor. But Mama, I've made a beautiful life filled with love and laughter. And I keep the island close to my heart and my dreams alive. But Mama, I am living and loving this beautiful life. Bisous Senghor. Thank you for being part of this journey. It's been an exciting and frightening and hopeful period for me as I embarked on my creative journey. I've shared with you stories and poems and reflections from the darkness into the light. As we end this turbulent, crazy, confusing year, I hope that this podcast series has given you a spark of hope, a bit of reflection, and in some cases, joy. I'll be back in January with a new podcast series, and I hope you listen. Take care, Happy New Year, and have a wonderful, blessed 2021.